Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope everybody um, feels love and gives love on today, which obviously you should do that all year round, but today we celebrate it. So this is Q&A number 131. My uh, Facebook virtual coaching group has been going on for two and a half years now, and I just love this group. Um, I wanted to say um, a little story before we start the Q&A and the topics for today. Um, this weekend, we had a three-day show here in Ocala, Florida, and a lot of our members were there, and some of you had personal best and got better every run, and I wanted to celebrate with you. And others of you were frustrated and sad at times and aggravated at times. And I wanted to cry with you. I felt your disappointment. And I have to say that's the hardest part of being a coach because um, you constantly have uh, people coming to you with different energy and different emotions. And my focus um, is to always try to encourage stay positive, give them one thing to try to improve on um, for advice in their run or maybe in their warm-up or mental game, and then try to focus on one thing to improve on the, for the next run, but also find one thing positive in that run. And <clears throat> at times I fail too. I, I wish I could do better, be perfect every single time, but it is you know, it's definitely a work in progress. Like I said, in horsemanship or uh, barrel racing as a competitor, as a coach, it's a lifetime education and you just are always working at improving. But I just wanted to share with you that I feel every emotion you feel. But bottom line, I, I, um, I want you to realize this is supposed to be fun for you. That's what it should be all about. And that's why we keep coming back at it um, for our personal best run, that run that makes us um, want to do it again. Yes, though, there will be times where you have challenges, but just know that if you keep working hard and keep thinking outside the box and keep seasoning these horses, and that's a big part of it, too, that I want to share especially those of you that are going to MBHA Youth World or Open World or any of those things, or the first time you go to your first pro rodeo or open rodeo, the first time you go to a super show in a new arena, you're not going to do as well normally as others who have been there a lot of times, just because there is a seasoning process, unless you just happen to have a horse that doesn't let anything bother them. They're just really thick-skinned, and, and you're really focused, and you just stay focused on the fact that you have one right and two lefts, and the environment doesn't phase you. That's an awesome goal to have, but just understand that a lot of people, that's not something that's going to happen. It is a seasoning process. It's just like when you, fill, when you buy your WPRA permit, your first year is spent seasoning that horse to those environments, and then just like like you probably have an arena that is your horse's favorite <clears throat> or maybe one you're really comfortable in because you go there all the time. That's what I mean by that. It's just something that with time, it gets better and better. So I want to welcome a new member, Michelle from Florida. And um, 
I also want to share with you guys um, how sometimes pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, I know it can be scary. And a perfect example of that is my surgery next Tuesday. I've never had surgery. I've never um, spent the night in the hospital other than to have my son, um, things like that, you know, so so, of course, when you're doing something new, um, you can have those feelings of, of worry or cautious come into your mind. It's the same when you guys compete in new places. Um, but take those thoughts that are maybe insecure because it's out of your comfort zone and turn them into positives and excitement of the the end result. I'm excited that I'll feel better and no longer be in pain once I heal from the surgery. I'm excited that I get to get back to my life, enjoying working in no pain and riding my horses and spending more time doing things with friends and and just enjoying life more without day-to-day pain. Just things like that. Same with barrel racing. Uh, I, I'm even though this weekend's been a challenge with my horse, it's been a confidence builder. We're teaching him to handle these environments and I'm not pushing him hard. I'm just going for smooth and pretty right now and letting him just realize that this is part of his growth, you know, from high school to college. And um, it's just a seasoning part of our our life right now. That's just where we are. So take any any negative feelings or out of your comfort zone feelings and try to turn them into positives every time you can. Um, it's really important to, to you to have several things always in your life. And that is a good work ethic. Work every day. If you want to win and you want to be good at anything in life, your job, your passion, your hobbies, your anything, you have to work hard at it every day. Um, if you want to get better at things, you have to develop your skill. So that's, we're working hard at it every day. Your skill will get better. Also watching videos, photos, lessons, clinics, all of those things will help you as well. It doesn't mean you have to do everything and confuse yourself with 50 different programs. Try to pick a program and stick with it and trust that process and really enjoy that journey. I think that's important. Um, and having that positive mindset is really important as well. So, you know, skill, positive mindset, working hard every day, all of those things help. And of course, you know, putting God first, praying about it, you know, and, and that's the thing you got to do first and foremost is, is trust God, whatever in whatever it is that you want or, or you're doing, at least that's how I feel about that. So, um, let's see here. I do want to share some quick housekeeping before we go into the questions and the topic, um, Remember, if you're looking for something, go to the search box in the group. There's two and a half years of conversation in there and just type in uh, hindquarters or backing or first barrel or mental game and everything ever talked about will pop up and you can read through all of those posts. Um, You can also go to the members only page where it's organized for you already by your topic and the topics are labeled at the top and there's I think 13 topics, everything from cult starting to basics to how to pattern a horse, common problems and solutions. All of those things are there for you organized by topic with the link for a video to watch. Um, And there's 150 videos there. So don't forget about that. Remember when you signed up, I emailed you my TLC training book. Read it from cover to, to 
cover, you know, just really um, study the book. That will help you take part in the horsemanship challenge. Um, you know, do your performance tracker, uh, track things, set your goals for this year. The challenges um, for this month, as you guys know, is for mindset, it's picking one thing, one thing you want to improve on for each ride or each run. <clears throat> and focus just on that one thing because otherwise you get in your head too much and you start thinking about too many other things and then just be in the moment. Um, the skill is the hind quarters, improving your horse's hind end because the, the better your horse gets about their hind end, the better things are going to get all in all. So every week I'll post a video. I think last week I posted a video how to push your horse's hip in at a standstill and a walk. Um, obviously you want to be able to do that at a trot and a lope as well. This week I did a um, squares where you do hind, uh, excuse me, quarter turns uh, off the hind end. That video has been posted this morning, so please watch that. And there's some more other ones in the comments. Also, a photo of the diagram is in there as well. Um, let's see what else. Um, the topic today is going to be being true to your heart, and I'm going to discuss my top ten ways that you can be true to your heart and um and you can apply this in your barrel racing life in your day-to-day -day life um i feel like for me i've been you know i've been very uh blessed to do this for the last 30 years and i've learned a lot and i want to share that with you guys so it's not only about the training of a horse it's not only about the mindset and competition um but it's a lot of things that, that just that positive mindset. Um, I want to be a mindset shifter for people. I love being a trainer and a coach. Um, I think it's important, you know, after 56 years on this planet, um, I've, you should know I've been there and I understand what you're going through. You know, if it's been since I was an eight-year-old little girl and I got my first Welsh pony that did all the speed events up to training professionally in Colorado in 1992. So, so it's important to me to let you know that I am there for you to inspire, <clears throat> to help you set goals and challenges, um, to help shift your mindset, to help you be more positive, to give you video critiques that can help you um, make progress and improve. So, um, as you guys know, I told you to pick a, a word or a slogan for your year. And for me, I picked believe and thrive and believe is because I do believe in all of you. I believe in you and your horses. Um, thrive is because we don't want to go through life just surviving. God gave us this wonderful, beautiful planet. And if you take away all of the chaos of, of humans in it and just think about the actual beautiful planet and all the animals in the ocean and on the on the earth and in the forest and the meadows and, and just how everything in this beautiful planet the air the oxygen the trees the grass the clouds the sky just everything uh, just all of it just flows it's truly just an amazing life that we have in such a beautiful planet and then and then you add your family and your friends and you know, there's just so many amazing blessings and, and you really should keep that as your focus. Um, that relationship you, with you have with your horse, so important, that connection. Um, because when you're old and you're looking back, you're not going to remember 
the barrel race you won or the barrel race you lost as much as you're going to remember the horse that you loved, the memories you made, all of those things when it comes to your barrel racing. So just keep that in mind. So I'm going to go ahead and go into the questions for today. And um, one question was about hot horses. What's the best way to work when you work a horse that's hot? And I can't say this enough. Slow, 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 slow. Lots of walking out in the cow pastures if you have them or trail rides walking. Um, when you work in an arena, do rail work where you walk for 10 minutes, sit jog for 10 minutes. You can do face flexing. Uh, big and small circles are great for the hot horse um, because when they're on the big circle, they're going to want to go fast. But if you sneak in a smaller circle, they're going to start to slow down as long as you're helping them. And by helping them, I mean you'll sit deeper. You'll do little light rain bumps with your seat and just say easy or here. And it's spirals are great for that doing a large, medium, small, back to a medium, large circle, they learn to settle down. And remember, collection is harder for a horse. It requires them to, to collect their muscles. So that's more intense, like you doing a sit up and you're holding the, the crunch. Um, so it will slow a horse down. So, so just by doing big circles forever, they could probably go for 45 minutes fast. But if you sneak in a small circle here or there, they will start to want to slow down a little bit. So again, hot horses, lots of walking, lots of sit jogging, not the post trotting, not the fast cantering as much. But again, you don't want to always ride that horse two handed in the bridle because they just get more anxious and more on the muscle. So loose rein riding. You can always do one rein stops. Um, you can just let them be on a loose rein and let them kind of go fast, but then bring them down to a smaller circle and then let them back out again. Um, their brain will start to t talk to their lungs and their lungs are going to say, hey, you know, we need to renegotiate here. And then they'll start to slow down. But hot horses, the more you do very slow work, loose rein, you know, stopping, backing, changing direction, the better. And just keep them focused on a cue. That's really important. The next question was about balance rein. Um, they were wondering, you know, if, if it should change in training or in competition. So, so yes, a little bit. Um, in training, I like to use split reins and spread my hands a good foot or two apart so that I can um, balance my horse between my two hands and my legs. And I'll work squares where I'll feel like in squares or circles, the horse's face is straight. I may have a little eye or a little nostril to the inside if I'm doing um, a circle. But I want to feel those shoulders and hips are square and their front and back feet are on the same tracks. Um, and I keep that horse between my two hands and my two legs. And I think split reins offer me a better chance to do that. So you have to remember, if you are competing um, on a horse and you're using two hands between a barrel, you don't want to be doing it offensively where you're putting pressure on that outside rein, or even if you're doing it in your slow work, because then you're counter bending a horse nose out, shoulder in, and we don't want that. We want them square. We want shoulders even and hips even. We want everything even. So that means you need to be even too. You need to be looking between their ears over their head at the ground you want to go to. You need to be having your shoulders even, your hips even. Um, all of those things are super important. Um, so let's say, let's say you're going into a square 
if I'm going in a straight line and I want to go ahead and, um, or even if I'm in a circle and I want to leave the circle, I want to straighten a horse up. If I have a little bit of balance rein, that will do it. But let's say I didn't want to use balance rein. I could also use my outside leg by the front cinch. That will square up shoulders too, like leaving a barrel. As soon as I put outside leg by the front cinch, that's going to square up my horse. As soon as I go back to two hands, that's going to square up my horse. So you should use squaring a horse up as an offensive tool, not a defensive tool. And by that, I mean even hands, not pulling on the outside rein. A lot of people use it because they don't trust their horses. They'll bump that outside rein hard or they'll pull it. And, and in reality, if they just left their horse alone and even rode one-handed to the, the third barrel and just let their eyes, their energy, their body, their legs ride up in the hole, they wouldn't need their balance rein. And that's why I recommend riding both ways, one-handed and two-handed, because so many riders are so dependent on their outside rein that they're, they don't know how to ride a horse one-handed. So there is a value to um, riding on a loose rein. There's a value to riding one-handed, but there's also a value to riding two-handed and getting a horse bridled up a little bit too. Should you do all or nothing? No. I feel sorry for English horses that are, you know, dressage horses maybe in a cavazon and they're bitted up for an hour and they're, you know, breaking in the pole and their teeth are wanting to chomp and their tails are wanting to swish. I don't want to see a horse unhappy, you know, and prancing and upset. I want my horses relaxed and confident. So if I do something, it might be 10 seconds at a time, you know, and, and just getting a horse to understand it. Of course, I'm not going to start at 10 seconds. I'm going to start at one second. And if they give me the right answer, that pressure is going to go away. That's why I don't like to bid a horse up and leave them alone in the brown pin because there's no reward. If you lunge a horse while they're bitted up, as soon as you see the right answer, you can release it and reward. Um, and that's, to me, a better way than um, just uh, training a horse with, uh, bidding them up and leaving them, uh, that kind of thing. And the same with riding a horse in the bridle. There is no reward. It's just a constant thing. So it, I think the give and take is better. So I hope that answers that question. Um, the next question is, can a horse run without one eye? Yes, absolutely. Um, there was a horse named Red Rider, and he ran in 1D for years at Super Shows. Brett Monroe rode him. Um, he was a one-eyed horse, and he he did quite well. My mare, Belle, um, his horse had his eye completely removed. My horse had eye surgery, and um, they put a flap over it because the ulcer was so bad that she could only see maybe 25% out the very front of it and the very back of it, but not over the main part of it. And at first she was a little more skittish because this is a horse that could see and could compete for years with both eyes. And then after surgery, she could only do it a little. So with that horse, she could only see a little bit. She was a little skittish. If someone snuck up on her right side, she would want to kick out or turn around and spin and see him. That kind of thing. It took her a while to get used to it. But competition, she was great as long as I did my job because now she relied on me to put her in my arc and put her in the hole. And she really worked off my body that way and my voice. So, yes, a horse can be successful with one eye. Many, many horses do it. Um, you know, I would prefer to have two eyes, but it is what it is. Sometimes life happens and you have to modify. And so, yes, Belle was 
very successful. I can share a video with you if you'd like to see it with her. Many years in the, uh, she still ran 1D, 2D with her eye surgery, after her eye surgery. So the next question is about um, arena tips. Do you have any tips going to new arenas? Uh, yes. Um, study the tracks. And what I mean by that is when you get there, obviously, you want to look at the ground. You want to see where the stakes and the timers are going to be. Um, kind of figure out, you know, is this barrel on the fence in the open? What might distract my horse? Whatever. Is it a long score, short score? Is the alleyway centered with third barrel? Blah, blah, blah. But if you're later in the draw, let's say you're 20 or 30, watch the first five or 10, but don't watch the riders because subconsciously you don't want to copy someone else's riding. What I do is I will watch the horse from the shoulder down and I'll be like, I like those tracks. I don't like these tracks. I'll notice if a horse is getting by a barrel, maybe the ground's harder and not to override. Or I'll notice that the ground looks wet and sticky and if I need to drive more through the turns. Um, I'll pay attention to that. So yes, study the tracks. Uh, you know, don't watch the rider. Uh, see how the horses are handling the ground and kind of make a, a plan of, yes, I like those tracks. I don't like these tracks. That would be my suggestion. Um, I would also, you know, drag your arena when you're practicing where there's no tracks and then practice and then take a picture after and study your tracks and see, hey, how consistent am I? Am I able to walk, trot and lope this pattern perfect in the same tracks? Um, now, I don't do a lot of barrel work. Someone asked me about that. Um, if I have a young horse that's learning the barrels, yeah, they're going to do it. If it's a novice horse. Um, and it's their first year of competition, they're still going to see the barrels maybe twice a week. Not a lot. Maybe after I warm up out in the field, uh, out in the pasture, I'll come in, I'll do a drill, do some dry work, whatever. And then I might walk or trot the barrels three times and then cool them out and be done. But it's just to remind them repetition and consistency that when we go fast, this is where I want you to be. This is how I want it to feel. And you're not going to burn a horse out with that because you're keeping variety. And actually, some horses benefit from the calm repetition. As long as it's not running the barrels or loping the barrels over and over, that's not necessary. So it's just a matter of timing and position and, and showing them what you're looking for. Slow. All right, let's see. Um, should you train for indoors or outdoors? Yes, if you can. So a lot of times if I had clients coming for lessons at my old arena, um, this arena, I don't have the option, but my old arena was like 300 by 200. If I knew that they were going to state or somewhere that was like a 14 second pattern, we'd make the pattern smaller and practice on that because it does mess with your timing and your assertiveness. Um, a lot of horses are freer outdoors than indoors. So if you can get to a building to practice, um, that's a great thing because a lot of times riders have to ride more assertive and drive more indoors. And sometimes you have to ride more quiet outdoors on some. Um, but it does help to set a barrel up on a fence if you know you're running a pattern that has barrels on the fence. Or it helps to set a pattern up out in the open if you know you're going to be running wide open arena. So, yes, I do think you can tune up for that, especially if you're not competing there regularly or you haven't competed in a while. Those are all things that are really important. Let's see here. Um... The next question is about how do you teach a horse patience? Um, 
Yes, that's super important. A lot of times, especially if you ride by yourself, you get where you're like, you have an agenda. You hurry up and tack your horse up. You get to the bar and you trot off right away and you start working them and working them and working them and you never take a breath. And the horse really learns the most when you give them a moment to process. And not only that, when you pause between things, you actually do teach them patience. So when a rider comes here for a lesson, I teach them to get on their horse without moving. If their horse is moving around, I make them disengage their hindquarters and go around and around until they'll stand and only get on them when they'll stand. Um, and then when they get on, don't just walk off right away. Face flex them left, right, and down three times. And then after you do some rail work, stop and pet them and relax for a moment. Uh, do a drill, stop and relax between changing directions. All those things will teach a horse patience. When you do exhibitions, you can score your horse in the alleyway. Um, on a drag at a barrel race between your drag, you can score your horse in the alleyway. All of those things are going to teach a horse to relax in places that might be of um, more intensity or a hot a hot spot uh, develops like in a, a, a alleyway. So definitely do that. Um, so yes, I would absolutely teach patients um, by pausing between and, and whenever they do something and they do a good job, take the pressure away by just, you know, petting them, resting them and wait for that lick and chew, wait for that exhale, wait for that head to go down or a back leg to cock, you know, just show that they understand what they're learning, they're processing it, and they're relaxed about what they're learning. So that's all really good. All right, I'm going to get into the topic now about being true to your heart. Each and every one of us has our own unique story, and we have our own unique journey. So what my, my slogan would be, what my word would be, for my life is going to be different than yours. So I've been doing a lot of phone calls with the group about their goals for 2023. And uh, each one of you have your own um, word or slogan for the year. And the reason you have that is so that when you get frustrated or when you feel like you're drifting away from your goals, you remember that word or your slogan and you stick with it. Um, the other thing is, is a one minute positive sprint. Everyone has their own reason for what they're doing. And it can be a one minute prayer if you are, um, if you prefer it, you know, and, and do a one minute positive sprint or one minute prayer to God of what your goals are going to be, or when you're feeling negative before a run or nervous before a run and, and say it, you know, whatever it is, you know, we've been working hard. I trust my horse. I'm just going to go out here and have fun. I'm going to be in the moment, you know, walk yourself through your, your positive sprint. And you know, there's a positive sprint example in the back of the performance tracker. If you purchase one off Amazon, or if you have your email, and it's in there, and I've read it out before. There's a podcast on it too. So everybody's is going to be unique. Um, so keep that in mind. The number one thing I want you to remember is the season. There is a season for everything. There's a season for school, for college, career, family, um, for competition, and it's a balancing act. Um, sometimes there's a season for a horse to be have to heal. Sometimes there's a season where you're winning and everything's going awesome. Just remember, though, there are seasons. And there's a season for training. There's a season for competing. 
and um, don't get discouraged because life is a marathon. It's not just a sprint. And there are many chapters in your book of life. So keep that in mind. Number two, know your why. Being true to your heart, you have to understand what your why is, you know, um, and, and that's what's going to keep you grounded. You know, if your why is for the love of horses and the love of the sport, then remember that, you know, if, you know, if it's not always just about winning, sure, everyone loves to win, but this sport and any sport, there are lots of losses too. That's how we learn. That's how we get better. If it was easy, the same person would win every single time, but that's not the case. You know, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Uh, number three, don't compare yourself to the old you or to the others. Um, a lot of times, especially women, we tend to remember when we were young and we were in our prime um, or, or we compare ourselves to someone else. And, um, and that's not good for you either. You have to keep it fun. You have to be present and just try to be the best that you are at your current pace. You know, um, everybody's different in the way they handle things. Some people, um, you know, with age get more conservative. Some people will get more assertive. Some people have a baby and they get more conservative. Some people get more assertive. So again, everybody don't compare yourself to others. Just do your thing. Don't even compare yourself to the old you. Just be where you are right now and, um, and try to be your best with what you have and where you are right now. Uh, number four, negative self-talk and outside um, or from yourself or outside sources. So um, try to, like I said, replace any negative thought with a positive one. If you have people, you know, getting in your head, just ignore that stuff. Try to get away from it. Um, try to find positive sources only. Don't ask if you if don't ask people's opinions if you, if it's going to mess with your head, there should be only certain people that you go to, maybe your, your spouse or your coach, you know, things like that. Um, your parents, um, those are the people that are, they want you to do well They're They have your best interests. Um, and you know, and they know you the best. So, so those are who you may want to talk to and, and not just anybody and everybody, cause it can overwhelm you. Number five, remember, to have that connection with your horse. This is not a commodity or for some of you, maybe it is, but for me, it's always been a love for my horse. My horse is not a commodity. So connection to my horse always comes first. Do they feel good? Are they happy? You know, I mean, yes, they need to be, you know, disciplined, you know, like a child, you can't just let them, you know, do whatever they want. But in the same token, um, you know, are you, are you building a yes relationship with them where you're setting them up for success, that kind of thing. And, and you're resting them, you know, if they're competing, you know, you got to know some horses do better one a week, some do better two a month or every other week, um, you know, make sure they feel good and, and they're happy and mix it up for them, you know, have a schedule that keeps variety from trail rides to, you know, maybe go work cows or just keep it fun, you know, obstacles, whatever. You can do groundwork, things like that. So have that connection to your horse. Number six, uh, social media. Um, 
size. A lot of times I think what happens is we, we see social media of what, you know, like a pro barrel racer has, they all have to be size six or smaller, you know, and, and um, you know, horses have to look a certain way. Yeah, in my experience, um, you are what you are and you cannot be something you're not. Um, even when I was in high school, the smallest I ever was, was a size nine in high school. Most of my years of competition, I was a size 11 and 13 and I ran one D, two D like that. So we all have our different bodies. Um, we all have our different ways of doing things. Um, try not to get caught up in the social media. Um, everybody has their own genetics and their own style and, um, and you have to stay focused on that and not compare yourself to others. Um, number seven, uh, do you still want it? Um, you know, do you, do you crave it? Um, for some people there will be, uh, I talked about seasons. There'll be a season where you really want it and you really crave it and chase it a hundred percent. For me, when I was 25 to 49 for 24 years, that's all I wanted. Um, but now the last seven years, that desire has just not been there. My desire now is to be the best coach I can be to grow TLC, um, as clinics and, and virtual coaching and lessons and let that take me into my, you know, from my fifties to my seventies, instead of from my 25 to 49 of competition and training horses. Um, I think we all have to have our priorities. You know, there was a time where my priorities were my son and my business. And now it's my, my business and my, you know, looking towards retirement and things like that, what my body will be able to handle and, and, you know, using my mind more because training horses for, for 24 years will definitely take a toll on someone. So especially if you're riding six head a day, five, six days a week. So um, those are things that you have to consider too, you know, how bad do you want it and, and crave it and, you know, and, and that can change and, and you don't have to feel bad if you decide you just want to do it for fun, you know, and, and enjoy it. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. It's okay. You just got to be true to your heart. Um, number eight, never say never or say, or say always, um, cause things can change and it's okay to change your mind. You know, it, you know, maybe for so many years it was a certain way, but it's okay to change your mind. So that's why I think it's important not to say always or never. Number nine, out of your control. Um, okay, so that's a big one. Do not worry about things out of your control. What others do, what others say, what other people think of you. Um, you know, the adversity at a rodeo, adversity in life. You cannot worry about things you can't control. All you can do is worry about you and your horse and your situation. And then the final thing, number 10, um, is that how important it is um, to have that one minute prayer or positive sprint, especially when you find yourself in that self-doubt or um, getting where you're not focused, um, you know, you've got to try to try to put that as a priority for yourself. Um, I just want to finish with um, saying, oh, it looks like I have a couple more questions I missed, but um, I want to finish with saying, you know, if you put God first, you know, that, that solves a lot of problems. That puts a lot of peace in your heart. 
And then if you always try to enjoy it and have fun, no matter what you do, someday when you look back, you're going to be really happy about those memories that you made with your horses and your family and your friends. It's not the bad run. It's not, um, you could have your best, best run and be in the 1D cracks. You could have your best run and be in the 2D cracks, you know, so you're not always going to win the saddle or the title, but you're going to, you're going to just remember all of it and just be thankful for all of it because it made you a better horse, horseman. It let you chase your goals and your dreams, all of that. Um, there was one more question I had written in here. Um, I get so depressed after a bad run, I want to quit. So I, I didn't have it on the previous page. I've had, I guess I ran out of room. Um, so in that situation, um, just you've got to know that things will fall apart. You know, going to new arenas and adding speed, things fall apart. And don't get depressed and want to quit. Um, go back to basics during the week. Realize it is just a season and know what your why is, um, you know, and try to just make it fun. And number four, never give up. So, so again, I'm going to repeat this. Things will fall apart. Nobody is, is um, immune to not having things fall apart. Like I mentioned, new arenas, adding speed, all of those things will happen. So all you can do is, number one, go back to basics during the week. Number two, understand it's part of seasoning process. Number three, know your why and keep it fun. And number four, never give up. Um, those are all really important things to remember. Um, I want to mention, as before I go ahead and close, a couple other things that you guys should know. The Coaching Now app, when you sign up, I send everybody an invitation to the your own space. That space is always going to be yours, meaning that those videos will always be there. Even when you're not paying me, as long as you remember your password, you should always be able to log into your account and always have your videos there. Um, and so when you're, even when you're not using my services anymore, so you should know that's there for you. Um, I don't know how to get you logged in. I don't know your passwords. I just send you the original invite and I'm in there and you're in there so I can see anything you do in there because I have you know I I am a part of each library um individual library but I just want you to know that that's why it's there and yes you could load your own videos and you could watch your own videos in slow motion and stop them but what you're paying for from me is my experience my eye and also when I give you my critique I give you suggestions of what to change in training or competition and all of that. So, so I just wanted to let you know that, um, let's see here. I also want to just leave you with a few things. Um, remember to keep your horse happy. And sometimes a happy horse is a rested horse. You know, there's a fine line between conditioning and competing and keeping them rested and remember just to take it one run at a time and always remember smooth is fast. And don't forget to study your retract, your study your tracks and review your runs. All of those things are going to help you improve. Um, I also want to thank you. A lot of you have been sending me private messages thanking me for helping you. And absolutely, I love getting those messages. Those keep me inspired to keep going. Um, I also appreciate when you refer a friend or when you give me a shout out on Facebook, because for 30 years, my business has always been word of mouth. So I really appreciate that. Um, that means a lot. And um, 
I want you to, I'm going to finish with one more thing I'd like for each and every one of you to do. I want you to say, I am, and name five positive things um, today. I want you to do that today. I am, and you can say, I am blessed, focused on what I can control, positive, determined, hardworking, happy, whatever your five things are. But I want you to get in the habit of saying, I am and follow five, followed by five positive things. Um, and I want you to do that today. And do that anytime you're starting to feel like you need to connect to yourself. And just remember to have faith um, and understand that there is going to be seasons and change, but be positive and see the good, good through it all and pray about it. And um, and you'll always, you'll always feel... Um, feel good about where you're going if you do those things. So, so I hope that this podcast was beneficial to you guys. And, um, and just remember, um, if you can do these things, take a pen and paper, write them down and really spend time with yourself. Focus on those 10 things I mentioned today on being true to your heart. I think you'll, you'll be able to keep yourself positive and focused and just really enjoy the process and the journey. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart.